0: Welcome to episode seven of politics, innies and
1: outies. I'm an innie in more ways than one. <laughs> and this is a yeah, lucky number seven, isn't it? Wow. Seven want, weeks already.
0: No, no, no. You can't say that and, and skip over it. What do you mean more ways than one?
1: Well, I mean the navel gazing. I always gaze at my navel because I'm also an introvert. So I look at my navel often and it's an innie.
0: Well, at least so. you know.
1: So, I am CP McLennan on the Twitters, all the Twitters. I am at CPMCCLENNAN, and my lovely wife is at Laura's Pond. I'm Laura. And is Laura, yes. Funny how that works. Yeah, I know. Odd. It seems we chose that name on purpose or something.
0: <laughs> there is logic behind it. Imagine that.
1: Logic, yes. Which brings us to today's topic. Is it logical for an introverted person to go into ethical non-monogamy? No. Oh.
0: (laughs) Says the extrovert. (laughs) So I should
1: just quit now, should I? (laughs) No. (laughs) I was
0: being facetious. Yes,
1: on, on Twitter and Facebook, of course, I I'm a shameless flirt and can play it up a bit. But in real life, it's not so simple. It's actually an easy thing for me to shut down fairly quickly in the... Wrong situations.
0: So, what is that like? You know, give me a scenario of where your introversion prevented you from or
1: caused you issues. Fairly recently, we were with a friend of yours, and you two got talking about things that not only have nothing to do with me, which I can usually get around that easy enough, but there's something that I know nothing about, and it leaves me with no inlet in my head to get into the conversation. Now, this is obviously not a swinging, or rather a poly or swinging situation, but it was just, it's where I start to shut down is when I cannot contribute. It's it's like the guy climbing the mountain and he no longer has a place to put his pick in to pull himself up further.
0: But in those type of situations, usually what I do is I ask questions because if I don't know anything, then there's always something that I'm curious about or want to know more about.
1: But usually I don't want to interrupt the people from talking. <laughs> That's part of it, too. So when it comes to, of course, polyamory, or in this case, it's a more... I think it's it's not so much polyamory, because then I'd have to be fairly talkative to someone to get to that level, but it's more the other realms, and the swinging, and just getting to know people. It's, it's sometimes very difficult. We'll run into a couple, and you can chat them up. And number one, I have a hearing difficulty at times, which is obviously a... A little bit of a challenge when we're at a nightclub with blaring music who's not playing Rush. At least that would give me something they to listen They never
0: to. play Rush at a nightclub. They Come on, They don't. They should. You need to get over that.
1: We'll discuss that offline. <laughs> and I'll put on some Rush while we do it. No. Anyhow, and even if it's not a nightclub scenario, like we'll go in an afternoon over to Club M4 sometimes. And they're not playing blaring music. So you can actually sit and talk, but once you get talking and once they get talking, I back out in a lot of cases. Once in a while, I can, depending on the subject matter, depending on how they talk, I can get involved, but it takes me a lot to do that. It's a lot of effort on my part.
0: The other thing I find is not only there's moments where you don't contribute, but also you tend to have this look on your face that says you're not happy with the situation, so it makes it kind of doubly hard to engage you.
1: Usually I'm not happy with myself, but yeah, I can I can understand that. I'm certain that a lot of other introverts would have gone through this where they have been accused of not being interested, not being there, not being happy to be there, and it's really not about where we are. I mean, what's that old, what's that meme that we saw going around last year? We're introverts, we're here, we're uncomfortable. We want to go home. And <laughs> that sounds like you. Yeah. Yeah, because we've talked about that where you like to go out some evenings where I would rather just sit and write. So it's a bit of an awkward juxtaposition, but we work through it.
0: Well, it, it, it that is interesting because from, you know, an extrovert versus introvert point of view, because if I want to go out and you want to stay home, but then I go out with somebody else, but then you want to join in because you're feeling left out. I mean, that's its own kind of weirdness. It's a
1: vicious circle. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. There's, there's always, there's always pratfalls there one way or the other. I think the point here is that it's a lot of people go into this expecting that we're all coming from the same place. And you say that people look at me and they think I'm unhappy about being there. And I'm really, it's not about being there. I'm I'm just unhappy that I can't put out the effort sometimes because I just, it won't let me. It's just the way it is. But it's, sometimes it's completely unintentional. It comes off as rude or whatever else. And it's not always as it seems, which we've talked about previously, that people put on a front. And in a sense, that's what I do. When I'm online, I do that front very well.
0: You know, in situations where, let's say that we're meeting somebody else or another couple, and I'm chatting them up, and we're laughing, and we're having a good time, and then I turn to you, and you have that look on your face. And then, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know, like, are you uncomfortable? You don't want to go forward? Are you, like, I don't know how to rope you in. It's one of those I'm not even really sure what to do about that situation.
1: Well, first off, we know already, if I didn't want to move forward, I would tell you. Yes. We know that. Usually that just means because I'm just not ready to jump in. Now, that's the one side. That's the innies. And there is, of course, the outies. Never heard of that. Never heard of that.
0: No, not me. It's not like I keep talking and talking and talking and can talk to anybody and I never shut up.
1: No. No, (laughs) I think that's probably a little bit of sarcasm. Maybe just a tad. But one thing I find is that sometimes, and maybe this is a problem. It's not really a problem for you, but I have seen some people who have this because you don't get to this point. But some talk too much in that they just keep going and going and they become almost intimidating to those around them. It's almost like they're trying to overcompensate if you know what i mean they're trying to or they're
0: self-focused right like i've seen people that are have loud gregarious personalities and they seem to take over a situation or um, a conversation and it's like they need the focus on themselves right as soon as it gets off of them they redirect it back to themselves
1: Mm -hmm. which the introverts are almost the opposite we don't want the focus. We'd rather just be there to be there. And I mean, I look at something, I'm going to use a celebrity here who's who he was a huge fan of when he was alive, was Robin Williams. And in a scenario like this, he would intimidate the hell out of me. I would be afraid of going near the guy because he would just basically suck all the oxygen out for himself. And he was very good at it. He seemed to be very likable and everything like that. So he's not one of these egotistical, arrogant well, I mean, he might have been. I don't know the guy personally. or never knew him personally, obviously. But he always seemed like a decent fellow. But you get some of them and it just doesn't come off that way.
0: All of this is not just about um, Polly. This is just about dealing with other people. I mean, the polly
1: It's exaggerated in the Polly situation because now you need to get to know other people if you're going to be in it. Good point. Whereas other situations, you don't need to do it. And it... Just, it's like putting it under a magnifying glass all of a sudden.
0: Okay, so let's say we're in a scenario where I'm chatting somebody up that um, you're having that moment of introversion and I'm trying to loop you in the conversation. What advice do you have for me? Or what would you tell me to make the situation better for you?
1: For something along those lines, it's more just keeping it in the subject area generally at least at the beginning that I can stay with we've had it where we'll be out with one of your workmates or one of your colleagues and you two will go off on a tangent we already know this person I've met them before and things like that so it's not a huge deal if I kind of zone out for a bit when you go off on work tangents that I can't help with I can't I can't uh, contribute to but if it's a new if it's a new meeting you have to try and keep me keep it on track for me because I can't do that as hard as as weird as that sounds I'm not one to control any of the conversation I mean you control most of this what we're doing here in the conversation I do keep bringing back the questions (laughs) it's never me well no that's not true it has been me occasionally but even this it's more controlled by you
0: that's interesting I never thought of it that way yeah
1: we did have one couple I recall we met and this would have been probably our first year And they were close to our downtown condo. We met them at a local pub, had a couple of drinks with them. And very quickly, I noticed that the woman had automatically had tuned me out. But they were still talking to you. We then went to M4, and at one point, she finally pulled her guy aside, and the two of them just, I guess the term is ghosted us at that point.
0: Yeah, I remember that. It was so weird and awkward.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that was, I think, because the fact that I wasn't talking enough. I wasn't actually in her case i don't think i was talking about her enough was the problem <laughs> because she seemed to have something of an ego there maybe it was between her extraversion and my introversion that it just wasn't going to mesh at all
0: so what so let's say somebody you know not just me but let's say somebody wanted to uh, approach you so we are in a at the bar at a club and you can hear them and somebody wants to talk to you what would make you the most comfortable? Like, what would you what would you want to share that, um, as an introvert, would, would make you comfortable in the situation?
1: A random person came up? I have no clue. You know, somebody I'd already been talking to before, that would be easy. Just bring up something we'd been talking about prior and go from there. But as a random, I wouldn't even know how to guess that. That could be a real shot in the dark. Because if they go the wrong direction and that's not their fault, I would just back right out. And I don't think that's happened. I don't tend to have people come up to me at the club randomly. (laughs) You they do, but not me. For me,
0: it's just about commenting on what's going on around me in a fun way or pointing something out or asking questions. Those are always my defaults. Like if I find myself where I'm completely out of my element and no idea what's going on, I always resort to asking questions like, oh, I don't understand this, or can you tell me more about this, or, um, you know, if something's going on around me saying, oh, have you noticed this? I find those are really good ways of striking up a conversation, and then when you're talking, um, you just take clues from what they're saying, you just ask more questions, and especially if you're talking to somebody they love to talk about things about themselves, and they like to talk about things they're interested in. And once you can tap into either one of those, then you've got them. They'll, they'll go off on their, ask them a bunch of questions, and they'll go off on their tangents, and you'll get to know them.
1: Yeah, and that's those are old sales techniques. Are they? First off, you ask questions about the customer. You don't ask questions about, you basically get the customer talking about what they like about whatever is going on. And second, you ask open-ended questions. You don't ask closed ones. Don't ask yes, no. Which a lot of people do. How you doing? Good? You know, that's a closed-ended question. You're expecting the good answer.
0: But that's so funny because you gave the answer. How are you doing? Good? Yes, but uh, yeah, you, I'm good.
1: <laughs> but you've heard that question, haven't you? Yeah. And a lot of people, because they really don't give a damn what the answer is, will do it that way. They'll say, are you doing good? Which is yes, no. Really don't want any shades of gray in there. I just want a yes or a no. In fact, I would prefer just a yes because I don't want to deal with the no, is usually what that question means. On the other hand, how are you doing? And a lot of people, that's an easy one, you hear that often enough, that's fairly simple. Once you get beyond that one, you get a lot of closed questions and new contacts. And I think my problem is that I'm not good at getting past them on the answering side. Uh, Introverts aren't quick enough on our feet uh, in that way. Yes, I mean, we can be witty, we can be mentally stable we can be very good intellectual at whatever but at social we're not that quick because all of a sudden i always remember there was that scene from the movie inside out and it's where the girl goes up and meets the boy and then you see inside his head and all of the alarms are going off and all of the characters are running out saying it's a girl it's a girl it's a girl what do we do <laughs> now i don't do that with women anymore i did at that age it was brutal at that age but They don't move very fast in my head, those characters. They tend to sit back and think about it.
0: So is that why you prefer texting? Because it gives you a moment to think about your response as opposed to an automatic response and verbally? for
1: For me, it does, sure. Yeah. The only problem with texting, of course, as I'm sure most people would know, you can't read body language or intonation and you have no clue what they're actually thinking on the other end, unless you know them pretty well. And then generally, for example... Yeah, because I mean, I can send you a suggestive text that I know pretty much what's going to come back. What's going to come back? Usually we have to go buy a new phone because the drooling, you know, kills the... <laughs> yes, I thought you'd
0: make up an answer.
1: <laughs> I think one of the other things, and I'm going to go back to the extroversion here. One of the other things I find with a lot of extroversion when it's getting a little over is that you may miss things. And you've noticed that where you've gone through, and I've pointed out red flags to you. We've talked about that. Because you just go through. As an extrovert, you keep going, and that's fantastic. Again, you're faster on your feet. On the other hand, I think that introverts observe more. And not always, but in my case, I do. I observe more. I may not be able to actually comment on it until later, but I think that I see a lot more.
0: For me, it is very much... A gut instinct. When I'm talking to someone or going forward, there, you're right, there isn't a lot of true, like deep thinking about it. I'm engaged in the moment and I'm, it, whatever comes out of me comes out of me in the moment. It's not sitting back and observing and thinking and then responding. I mean, I certainly do that in certain cases, but when I'm engaged in a conversation or meeting somebody new, no, it's much more of, Of, you know, I'm, I'm looking for clues and not even conscious I'm doing it. I'm just looking for that nice interaction, you know, that kind of play off each other that you, that I enjoy.
1: Yeah. Whereas I need to think about it. I need that breathing room. You know, it's one thing once you're naked in the back of a club and then insert penis A into vagina B, that doesn't require much thought, but it's the actual getting to know them ahead of that, that for me is the big stumbling block.
0: So what is it like to have a wife who's such an
1: extrovert? You've led me through many things that I would never have gone to in the first place. So there's that, which is a good thing. And I certainly wouldn't complain about it. Again, as I say, I've, there's a difference between your extroversion and some that I've seen, because your extroversion is just your personality. It's not an ego thing. That's just your, your bubbly, you're you're talkative, your social. It's not that you need the attention of everybody else all the time. You don't need that. So, But the ones that worry me, of course, as you said earlier, are the ones who do. Um, So being married to you is very easy in that sense. Because I know it's not about you all the time. And although I rarely need it to be about me, but still I know it's not me feeding your ego constantly or someone else in that way.
0: And being married to an introvert is also... Interesting as an extrovert,
1: you, you've gotten to know Madden because of this. Been yeah. sitting playing Madden, and you've been watching. So, with my headphones on, so you can't even hear it.
0: That's right, <laughs> and, and I just make obscene comments at the TV about their tight ends. But beyond that, it is interesting because it is somewhat of a challenge in certain respects. Because obviously, I want you to be involved in when we're together and when we're meeting people and talking to people and getting to know people, and. As well as I know you, sometimes I do struggle to, to loop you in and to get you involved and to, to be reassured that you're comfortable.
1: Uh, well, first, yeah, first off, I'm never comfortable. You know that. That's, <laughs> but I want you to be comfortable. I mean, that's my goal. Generally, unless we really know somebody,
0: that's not happening. So how long does it take before you get comfortable?
1: That depends on who we're with. <laughs> that's not always a cut and dry answer. Uh, we've had couples who, are people who we've met, and very quickly it happens, but you can't always do that. We've had others who I didn't really think much of at first, and then they kind of grew on me after a while. And I guess on that note, we're going to call it uh, quit for this week.
0: Wow, the introvert is making shots.
1: I am, yeah. Well, we have, actually, we, we have to take the eldest of the four younglings to college tomorrow. So this will be our own adventure, so we really need to get to bed early. <laughs> yeah. as i said last night we were normally would do this on a sunday but we were a little late because unfortunately we got binging the defenders and it was okay it, it was, was good it was i really okay.
0: liked it
1: jessica jones is still better
0: uh well yeah but i liked her in defenders and i liked uh matt i liked daredevil
1: you want a threesome
0: i do with him and luke cage oh my goodness yes that would be amazing
1: That would be fun to watch.
0: And having said that, um, where is Neil and Amanda?
1: I don't know. They still haven't responded to any of... I suppose I should tweet at them before I say they haven't responded. Have you tweeted at them? I haven't tweeted at them. You know, this is
0: not going to go very far if you don't put any effort into it, Mr. Introvert.
1: Right. So that's it for this week. (laughs) Before (laughs) we go off on a complete other tangent here, uh, a couple of upcoming events that we're actually going to be at on September the 9th I believe that's a Saturday there is the 9-11 service appreciation theme night at a club in the Toronto area called NYX it's actually in Oakville Ontario we've not been to this club before I will probably be going to start writing a review on the place I've written reviews previously on three of the clubs in Toronto in Ozone and M4 and Oasis So this will be number four. And then we've also got on September 23rd, Polyamory Toronto is hosting Polydating, which is in the Toronto main city. But look it up on meetup.com if you're in the Toronto area that weekend and would be interested in such. So I guess we should bid our farewells. You wanted to ask for something.
0: Feedback. All right, Alice King. This is for you. Thank you. I appreciate your feedback. And this is a challenge to everyone else to leave us some feedback. We want to hear uh, what you think of our podcast. We want opinions. We want questions. Anything at all. Uh, we certainly are open to receiving. Is she any relation to P- Stephen King? I don't know. We have to ask her.
1: Okay. So, with that said,
0: I. I- Oh, sorry. I thought you were going to let me jump in. <laughs> you go ahead. Go ahead. Do it. Wow, I interrupted an introvert. <laughs> I'm Laura.
1: Uh, on Twitter, you can find me at Laura's Pond. And on Twitter, I am at CP CPMcClennan. My website, www.cpmclennan.com. And I also have a Facebook profile as well. And I have another... Actually, that was the other thing I forgot to mention. October 6th is my newest release on amazon ebooks and there will actually be a soft cover version of this called director jake and the mountain of swingers
0: Ooh, mountain yeah, that's a lot of swingers going
1: back to my skelly manor stories which nice. are actually based in a lovely town that actually exists in the interior of bc about six hours west of calgary up in the rocky mountains in the Kootenay valley called creston and this manor is placed just outside of creston so anyway that's it So we will be gone for now and hopefully we'll be back from dropping one off at school and in time to do our show next week. Until then, we bid you good evening, good night, good morning, whichever. Thanks for listening. Bye.